for White Spot Giants this week. Back come the Giants across the line. Kosh, left wing, looks, waves, finds a man. Benson scores! In he comes! Stop by David Tendick! He kept it out! Oh, mercy, what a save by Tendick! Up the middle comes Byram, right side, running at the circle, scores! Here's your host, Dan O'Connor. Good evening and welcome to another bit of bonus coverage of the Vancouver Giants. This is White Spot Giants This Week on Sportsnet 650. My name is Dan O'Connor, voice of the Vancouver Giants and a rare Wednesday edition of the show. It has been an eventful regular season to say the least for the Vancouver Giants and with two more games upcoming before the playoffs begin thought it would be appropriate to circle back through the regular season and highlight some of the notable conversations uh, and and sort of take us through some of the uh, more memorable occurrences over the course of this season and some of the highlights of this show. This is going to be a best of edition of White Spot Giants this week. And over the course of the next hour, you are going to hear from a couple of world junior-bound Vancouver Giants. We'll double back to the conversations from December, where Fabian Lysel and Jesper Weichmann were both named to Sweden's world junior roster. We're going to hear the conversations from the two newest members of the Vancouver Giants after the trade deadline, the first conversations conducted with defenseman Tom Cadu and Jacob Boucher. We're also going to hear from Jaden Lipinski. We're going to hear from a uh, favorite in the Western Hockey League, broadcaster Les Lazaric, and because it was such a memorable conversation and a heartwarming one, we're going to hear from Milos Roman, former Vancouver Giant who won a bronze medal at the recent Olympics in Beijing. Uh, the best of White Spot Giants this week here on Sportsnet 650. Let's start with Milos Roman. Back in February and into the month of March, of course, we had the Olympics and uh, always fun to watch alumni of the Vancouver Giants competing for gold medals and competing for international glory and when Slovakia captured a bronze medal it was a remarkable moment for Milos Roman one of the younger players on that roster a beloved teammate and a beloved figure during his three seasons with the Vancouver Giants and what a moment for Milos Roman when he captured a medal at the Olympics in Beijing let's kick off the best of white spot Giants this week with Milos Roman Okay, well, where should we even begin? Um, Milos Roman, bronze medalist from the recent Olympics in Beijing. Has the reality sort of set in for you? Um, do you sort of have to pinch yourself to, uh, to, to make sure that it's not a dream? I mean, an Olympic medalist, man, how cool is that? Yeah, uh, when we played the qualification in summer, uh, because we weren't in, in the Olympics yet, so nobody could think about the uh, we could win some medal or something. And uh, it's childhood dream, you know. Uh, you're just going there and uh, trying to enjoy to see uh, all the athletes around and uh, be part of it. It's just a great memory and uh, 
we had the chance to play for, for a medal. It was something unbelievable. And uh, uh, I think no, nobody from the team can still believe what we uh, achieve. And uh, it's going to take some time. So, I mean, for yourself, I mean, even going back to the summer, being, being uh, you know, I mean, there's a, there were a lot of younger players sort of on the team. You think about, um, you know, Samuel Ganashko and, and of course, Yuri Slavovsky and a few of the others. But I mean, being 22, Milos, and being named to the Olympic team, take me back to that point when you learned that you were going to get that opportunity to represent your country in the Olympics. Um, I know you've, you've rep, you're no stranger to international competition, but world juniors are one thing, Olympics, totally different. Uh, how did you react when you heard the news and, and how surprised, if at all, were you? Well, I just called my family first and uh, it was something great. Uh, I just tried to play all season long my game and uh, to show up that I can play on the team, uh, even for the national team games in November and December. It was, uh, it was my chance to show up and... Uh, it was managers and tra- and the coaches' decision that uh, I can go there. So I, I was lucky, and uh, like I said, uh, I called my family first, and uh, we had a little bit of cry because we just uh, were thinking about everything what we had to do, uh, or like my parents had to do when I was young. So uh, it was something great, and uh, I think every player can uh, or want to play at the Olympics, and. He, uh, like I said, just seeing all the athletes around, it's something special and it's uh, it's unbelievable what, that I, I could play there. Well, when you think about Slovakia at the Olympics, the, the popular name, the MVP of the tournament was a teammate of yours, a draft eligible forward by the name of Yuri Slavovsky. Um, tell me a little bit more about him. And, and sort of what allowed him to sort of thrive the way that he did. And, I mean, when you project and sort of see him, I mean, he's undoubtedly probably going to be an early pick in the NHL draft. Just how good is this player? <laughs> oh, when I was 17, I was going to Vancouver for my first year and didn't think about the Olympics. And uh, he just came there, uh, scored seven goals, <laughs> going for drafts probably first seventh overall pick and uh he's a great kid he's uh he's really strong on the ice and uh uh he wants to learn he wants to learn the game and uh oh he wants to be better every every day every every practice every game and you uh, it was fun to play with him uh, we started on the same line he started on the fourth line with uh with me and the other guy from slovak league and uh it was great to great to play with him. Uh, every time he just wanted to know what he can do better. Like I said, he's uh, really strong. He's uh, he's tall, and uh, uh, he's gonna be a great player for uh, for future of Slovakia. What was the actual Olympic experience like, Milos, from an athlete standpoint? I mean, you know, you, you hear stories about, you know, some of the challenges, of course, um, you know, in Beijing and, of course, with COVID-19. But um, uh, what was the food like? What were the, uh, you know, the, the dorms or the hotels like? I see a bit of a smile kind of perk up on your face. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the off-ice uh, realities of the Olympics. 
Yeah, the restrictions were uh, really tight and it was so hard to get somewhere around. We just could stay at the Olympic Village and uh, going to to arena and that was all. Uh, we had just food court and some uh, gym and some uh, ping pong and uh, those stuff at the Olympic Village. So it was great. And uh, food, was, food was actually pretty good. We just had uh, all three weeks uh, same food. And uh, one time after after quarterfinal US game, uh, I had some trouble <laughs> from that food, but it was good. We had some KFC and Pizza Hut there too for, for choice. And uh, we could actually cho- choose something from uh, from everything. There was China, China food, all international food. Mm-hmm. So it was great. And uh, all those stuff around were uh, uh, great. Uh, I don't think uh, any other country could organize something like this in a COVID pandemic thing. So China did a great job and uh, uh, all around was, uh, was really good. Chatting with Milos Roman, former Vancouver Giants forward, now playing professional hockey in Slovakia, fresh off a bronze medal at the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Milos, what do you remember about the first flight touching down, arriving in Vancouver, about to begin your WHL career? I just, when I was on the flight, I was just thinking like, I can't even speak uh, English and going there. So uh, my dream, my dream was playing hockey and get better every day. And that was my attitude going to, to Vancouver. So uh, uh, I wanted to take every chance I could. And uh, I think this, this was my biggest chance to get drafted and uh, be a step closer to the NHL. So I'll... Uh, yeah, it was it was hard for first uh, first months with my with my language and everything. But uh, all my billet family, Elaine, Ron, uh, Jeremy, uh, Darren, all around uh, there, even Alex and Marcus, my billet uh, uh, billet guys from the team. Uh, every everyone try, were trying to help me, and it, it was great. So it was easier for me. But uh, first three months or two months were uh, pretty hard. And uh, uh, because of them, it got a lot of easier. Year two, uh, you're drafted by the Calgary Flames in the summer. You come back and then the Vancouver Giants go to overtime game seven in Prince Albert in the league final. Uh, it's weird to think, Milos, that we are we're almost now three years removed from that season do you still think about it do you still think about the game do you still think about the guys and and that season and all that sort of um, materialized from it yeah I still think about all all three season uh, when I played for Giants but this one uh, this season was special and uh, we were just one goal away from the from the championship so uh still hurts uh we were so close uh, to get it uh we could make history for for giants again and uh we didn't do it so uh still can't believe it was only one goal but uh that's sports you know that's hockey and uh only one team can win so uh we were we were unlucky one uh in that playoff series but uh 
we did a hell, hell of a job. Uh, all the guys around, we were great, uh, great guys around. And uh, like I said, it was it was great team for for all season. And uh, I just had the best memories uh, for my life. Well, the memories are, are, are positive for, for us too, Milos, and we will, won't keep you too, too much longer. Um, you, you sort of look at the, the next season, uh, of course, your final season in the WHL. We never got to see how it would have truly unfolded, what with, with COVID-19 sort of forcing the cancellation of the season. Um, I remember talking to you almost two years ago now about you know you and David Tendick and Tyler Prezuzo not really getting the... Um, the the right goodbye and the right farewell from Vancouver, given all that was sort of going on. Um, but I mean, what do you remember about that time uh, about March and games being canceled? And I know that you yourself were, you know, forced to stay in Canada a little longer than you had anticipated. And it was a fairly emotional return for you to get back home to Slovakia. Um, what, what sort of emotions come to mind when you think about that time? Oh, uh, it was hard time, you know, we were just going to the rink and uh, last words uh, we heard was just go home and wait for for a league statement. So I didn't even have a chance to uh, to play last game at the Langley and uh, say, say bye to all fans, uh, all guys around and uh, it was it was tough end. So uh, I didn't want to finish my free season with Giant just uh, because of pandemic, but uh, uh, it is what it is, and uh, uh, it's still going on. So uh, hopefully, the uh, it's gonna end soon too, and uh, it's getting better. So that's that's the important thing. And uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't imagine imagine the the end like that, but uh, couldn't do anything about it and. Then I got stuck for uh, two months or so with uh, with my build family, and uh, I want to send say a big thank you for uh, for them what all they did for me. Impossible not to smile when you get a chance to spend any amount of time with Milos Roman. This is the best of White Spot Giants this week here on Sportsnet 650. Uh, let's continue this segment with a conversation that I conducted back in March with Jaden Lipinski, rookie forward for the Giants, who in the month of March went on a stretch where he had four goals in a span of four games. And as the season begins to wind down, Jaden Lipinski entering this week with eight goals and eight assists for 16 points. And a majority of those have come really once the calendar turned to the month of March. So let's double back to the early quadrant of March where Jaden Lipinski was on some sort of roll for the Vancouver Giants. Jaden, how much fun is this right now for you? Um, obviously, the, the victory for the team last night, but the, uh, the two goals and, and just the recent confidence that I'm sure you're gaining from, from just the, the four goals in the last four games. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot more fun when you're scoring goals, I guess. Uh, you know, it, it just, uh, you know, obviously you'll get confidence from it. And, uh, you know, I, I think it just really comes from, you know, enjoying, enjoying the game and not thinking too much and just going out and playing, so. You and I have talked a few times this season about year one and sort of the, the highs and lows that can sort of come from that. But 
when you think about you know the the recent run of success was there a was there a moment was there sort of a light bulb moment when you think back to recent weeks maybe a game or something where all of a sudden just the game was slowing down for you a little bit uh yeah well I think I had, I had a few good games before I started scoring here and um honestly I think uh you know I I talked to some people back home that I used to be coached by and I think that really helped me um it kind of kind of just made me realize you know you know what what player I really am and um, when you're not scoring, you start to think too much. So, um, no, I think, uh, you know, talking to, you know, my old coach, and he really helped me out. So, what did, uh, what did you see? What did you take away from last night? The 3-2 win for your team, obviously important from a playoff race perspective, but even just more specifically, what were some of the factors that you think allowed the game just kind of sway in your favor? Well, uh, I mean, that, that felt like a playoff game. Um, Tri-City hung in there. Um, you know, we, we really stuck with it. I mean, we I think we put up almost 50 shots, and we, there wasn't a uh, moment where we really slowed down. And, um, you know, Fab got the late one there in the third. And so uh, we really just stuck with our game. What did you like about the way your line played? Um, I, well, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously not the most skilled line, but, uh, you know, we're, we're really effective on the forecheck. I mean, we're, we're using our bodies and, um, you know, hit, just running into them. And, you know, they, they tend to give us – back the puck so yeah I'd say on the four check we're effective just the simple fact of having your your family in the stands for a game like tonight I mean we've again brought this up a few times in recent conversations Jaden but I mean just it, it doesn't really matter if you're five or 15 or however old you are having mom and dad in the stands I'm sure is is a little extra motivation it makes for a little bit of added excitement yeah no it's it definitely brings back some memories when they used to come out all the time and uh just play the same way I guess and uh, you know, it's nice playing in front of them. When you look at tonight, the Portland Winterhawks, a team that, uh, you know, can run and gun with the best of them, sort of what are sort of the things that, that you're preparing for, things that are sort of at the front of your mind as you get ready for the game? They're obviously a very skilled team, uh, but uh, honestly, it's not too much of what they're going to do. It's more of how we're going to stop them playing our game. Uh, you know, we want to make a team like that play in their own zone. Uh, no one likes playing in their own zone, so they're a track meet team, so just got to focus on, uh, you know, little things like bumping and making, making them hard to play against. So. If you could script the perfect ending to this road trip, what would that look like for you and the team? Uh, probably just two points. <laughs> Great seeing you have success, my friend. Keep it up. Yep. Great work. Thank you so much. And to wrap up, segment number one of the best of White Spot Giants this week, uh, figured it might be fun to revisit the trade deadline and the conversations that took place with the two newest members of the Vancouver Giants post-deadline. Jacob Boucher acquired in a trade with the Edmonton Oil Kings, the one that sent Justin Sordiff to Edmonton, and Tom Cadu acquired from the Regina Pats, both of whom have uh, brought a veteran presence to this Giants team and uh, getting a chance to sort of rekindle their WHL careers with their new teams. Here's Jacob Boucher and Tom Cadu on the White Spot Giants this week, best of edition, here on April 13th. Joined by another new face and a new addition to the Vancouver Giants. Earlier today, a big trade made with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Justin Sordiff goes to the Oil Kings and the Vancouver Giants 
uh, get forward Jacob Boucher, 2002 born Alberta product. Uh, Jacob, welcome to the Vancouver Giants. I can only imagine that it's been a bit of a whirlwind day for you, but we're excited to have you. Uh, hopefully the, the dust has settled and the phone has stopped ringing maybe as crazily for you. But um, tell me about your afternoon and, and sort of the reaction when you heard that you were heading west to the Vancouver Giants. Well, obviously it was it was a little a little weird of an afternoon. You know, it's it's never easy going through tread deadline tread deadlines at the in the in the western. So, uh, but no, I'm super excited to to be joining the team and a uh, great organization and uh, looking forward to it. Pretty solid season for you so far out there with the Edmonton Oil Kings, Jacob. Ten goals, ten assists, and you've uh, you found some offensive success. Um, Tell us a little bit about your game and what fans, what broadcasters, and what what folks that are maybe a smidge unfamiliar with you can sort of expect on a nightly basis. Uh, obviously, like I'm not hiding here. I'm a smaller forward, so I like to use my speed a lot. I'm very fast, very tenacious forward, so I like to to do those kind of things and uh, obviously contribute offensively and and stay like you know just play all over the ice and. Uh, Make sure I keep my game at 200 foot as well. Well, being a former Lethbridge Hurricane, uh, chances are you're going to know a few familiar faces with Alex Cotton, with Adam Hall, uh, you know, just to name a few. But um, anybody else on the Vancouver Giants roster that you're familiar with? Anybody hopefully around here that can sort of help ease the transition for you a little bit? Uh, To be honest, those two guys are are the main guys I know. So so obviously Cotts and... And Halsey are going to make the, the move a little bit easier. So uh, hopefully uh, I'll see them soon here. Uh, just a couple more here for you, Jacob, super quickly. Um, you are from Legal, Alberta. And I'm looking on the map here, and I can tell uh, I can tell fans that, that Legal is just a bit north of Edmonton. But give us a little bit of a background on your hometown. I see that they've got an arena. How many people live in Legal? Uh, it's about fifteen hundred people. It's not that. It's not many. Not many. Not many people here. So uh, yeah, it's a very small town. Uh, you know, you know a lot of people around, and uh, no, it's a very friendly community. And uh, so yeah, just about. <laughs> We're well. We are very excited to get you to Vancouver, and we're looking forward to having you join the organization. Jacob, thank you for this. Um, hopefully, the next uh, day or so just goes smoothly for you as you you transition yourself to uh, to a Vancouverite. But uh, you're gonna love it out here, man. We're excited to have you. Thanks for this, and all the very best in the days to come. Thank you very much. Lastly. Here's a similar conversation with Giants defenseman Tom Cadu after he was also acquired at the trade deadline. Joined by one of the newest members of the Vancouver Giants, 2002 born defenseman Tom Cadu. Tom, uh, trade deadline day, never an easy day, but you found out a few hours ago that you were going to join the Vancouver Giants after a trade with the Regina Pats. Uh, now that the dust has settled a little bit on the news, how does it feel? How did you react when you heard the news that you were coming back west? Yeah, it's obviously exciting. I mean, I found out literally two minutes before the deadline, so it was uh, a bit shocking, but I'm certainly excited to get down to Vancouver and start things up with the Giants. Tom, for a 
fan for a teammate for a broadcaster that that maybe hasn't seen you play a ton tell us about your game and some of the things that as a defenseman you take pride in yeah i think uh i think i'm more of a puck moving d-man but i think over the years in the western hockey league over playing with tri-city and regina that my game's kind of evolved to a two-way defenseman now so i'm getting both ends offensively and defensively but i take pride in uh both areas of the ice and yeah one of the coolest things about this trade today and i'm sure you know where i'm going with this is some familiarity with gm barclay parnetta who drafted you to the western hockey league as a then member of the tri-city americans what was that phone call like when you saw him pop up on the call id reunited with the one and only barclay parnetta yeah, it's definitely exciting. You know, Barkley has definitely uh, helped me a lot over the years, starting in Tri-City and everything. And, uh, yeah, there's also another member of the Vancouver Giants that I started my career with, and it's Caden Cole, too. Barkley also drafted him right before I went. So definitely going to be a good reunion when I get down there. Tom, what do you remember about playing against the Vancouver Giants? I mean, I know it's uh, you, you've gone two full seasons now without being able to, what with the bubble and what with the sort of the conference restrictions, but when you think about the Vancouver Giants, what sort of comes to mind when you think about the identity of the team that you're going to? Yeah, so when I played against Vancouver, I remember they are more of like a smaller, skilled team, hard to play against, fast. And I still think that's kind of the case. I haven't seen him play in two years with everything that's going on right now with COVID. But I'm uh, I'm thinking my game will gel in nice with that. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, to the best of your current knowledge and understanding, Tom, what is your schedule like? How soon can we sort of expect you in Vancouver? And I, I assume that the goal is going to be to get you into the lineup as soon as possible, hopefully even as soon as the weekend. Yeah, so I talked to Barkley today right when I got traded. And I think uh, we're trying to book a flight for tomorrow morning to get me down there. So I'll probably be down there sometime tomorrow and for the next few days here. So definitely I'll be in, uh, be in Vancouver uh, for the weekend. Well, we're looking forward to having you, Tom. Congratulations on uh, on joining your new team in the Western Hockey League. I know we're really thrilled to have you, and, and not an easy day, I'm sure. But uh, rest assured, you're coming to a great organization that's really excited to have you, and we're looking forward to it, my friends. So be well, yeah. and let's chat again soon, shall we? Yep, yep. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tom Cadu, newest defenseman for the Vancouver Giants here on White Spot Giants this week. That'll do it for this segment, but stick around. When we come back, we're going to hear from Fabian Lysel, Jesper Weichmann, and story time with the voice of the Saskatoon Blades, Les Lazarek. The best of White Spot Giants this week continues on Sportsnet 650. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to White Spot Giants this week and the best of here on Sportsnet 650. What an eventful season it has been. And earlier in the first segment, we heard from Tom Cadu, Jacob Boucher, Jaden Lipinski, 
and former giant Milos Roman. Still to come, we're going to hear from two of the Swedes for the Vancouver Giants. We'll double back to a conversation when both Fabian Lysel and Jesper Weichmann were named to the World Junior roster for Sweden back in December. But before we do that, I want to circle back to a conversation that I had fairly recently with the voice of the Saskatoon Blades, Les Lazarek. Uh, 2,000 WHL broadcasts for Les Lazarek, and what a character, what a class act, and what a storyteller. Let's hear some of that conversation here on the Best of White Smont Giants this week. Okay, so uh, I want to just do one Vancouver Giants-specific question for you, Les. I mean, you've seen this Vancouver Giants team from their infancy all the way to today. Um, of course, there's the sort of the Wacy Rabbit trade between Saskatoon and Vancouver back in the mid-2000s. But um, is there a certain memory with the Vancouver Giants that comes to mind? Maybe a player, maybe uh, a season or a game. Something, anything to do with the Vancouver Giants that immediately pops to mind when you reflect on your career? I just love going to the buildings where we've gone to and talked with the various people. I mean, I enjoy seeing you, Dan. I really enjoy visiting with Bill Wilms. I miss Bill. I haven't seen him in a long time, mostly because he's my age or maybe even a little older than I am. But I can actually say I'm a younger guy. But Bill is tremendous. His storytelling is, is unparalleled, and I can only hope to be able to tell stories like Bill can. Uh, the fun. I, okay, this is fun, and I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass Brooke Ward a little bit. Oh here. yes, please uh, do. <laughs> but 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 the Blades became known as a franchise that have quite the team when it comes to names and pronunciation of names, and you know that Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, seeing the Blades come to town was kind of like, a, oh my goodness, I got to put up with this group of names. Yes, you did. And I think the last time we were in Langley at the Langley Events Center, um, sitting there getting ready for a game in my little wee cubicle there that we have for the visiting radio broadcaster, and all of a sudden the door opens up, and it's Brooke. He looks at me, and he says, right off, bleep right off. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going, what? What's wrong? And he then holds up the piece of paper with the lineup sheet on it and, you know, the two teams side by side, and he's got the scratches and all the players, and he needs pronunciations of the Blades players. But he's not happy because he's seen this list, and he's going off on me. Like, I don't have anything to do with this, but I'll sit down and help you out with them because they're really not that hard. But he was so upset, and I just laughed like heck. That was about as funny as it's been uh, involving the Vancouver Giants with just how Brooke Ward was on that particular evening. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, and you know what? Uh, and he'll listen, and he'll remember, and, and that is, uh, I can picture that entire conversation in my mind <laughs> and, and how that interaction would go. Uh, story time with Les Lazarek, who, uh, of course, just recently celebrated his 2000th WHL broadcast, my guest here on Sportsnet 650 and White Spot Giants this week. Um, 
So you think about your career and some of those Saskatoon Blades teams, you know, uh, especially in that later portion of the 2000s, the early portion of like the 2010s with Stephen Elliott, with, you know, that group, the Braden Shin trade, all of those things that sort of come to mind less. Was there one group, one team, one year that sort of comes to mind for you when you think back and and you're just like what could have been heck what should have been as far as maybe that march to a whl championship well what should have been should have been the 2010-11 season and you brought up the braden shen trade braden shen acquired from brandon shortly after the world junior hockey championships in which he was arguably the best 19 year old player in the world in that tournament in buffalo and gets acquired, comes home to Saskatoon. He's a Saskatoon kid. And he finally gets the chance to put on the Blades jersey and maybe help to lead what was already a first-place team, not just in the East Division, not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the entire Western Hockey League, and would go on to win the Scotty Monroe Memorial Trophy for the overall league champions in the regular season. But it just didn't materialize in the playoffs, especially in the second round, but even in the first round. I mean, they played back then with the kind of uh, format we have now. They played the eighth place Prince Albert Raiders, the arch rivals. And you know that the Raiders don't want anything more than to be able to burst the Blades bubble. And sure enough, after Saskatoon wins the first two games fairly handily at home, you go to PA and you lose twice there. And it's like, oh, oh, you know. This isn't going all that well. This is supposed to be. This series is supposed to be over. We're supposed to be going on to the next round. You win Game Five handily again. You go there and again. The Raiders are giving you troubles, and you win a game in overtime in Game Six with um, Matthew Stransky scoring in overtime. Uh, so you, you move on to the next round, and you come up against the Kootenai Ice, and the Kootenai Ice. Uh, ended up with a tremendous series led by Cody Eakin. And uh, they, uh, Braden McNabb was also on that team. They did a tremendous job of collaring the Blades and just leaving them you know, <laughs> uh, you know, stuck offensively. It was, so, it was such a dominant performance by the Ice, and they won in four straight games. So the Scotty Monroe Memorial Champion Blades, who won 50-some-odd games that year, uh, 121 points, franchise records in both instances, can't get past the second round because they just can't get their offense going against a determined Kootenai Ice team. And that was the that was the one team that really stands out as being the one that, geez, if you just could have found a way to get going, you might have gone all the way and, and won the uh, first championship for the franchise. They're still looking for that, and it's it's unfortunate. Uh, I hope that I get a chance to see that happen one day. Maybe it'll be this year. I don't know. I mean, this is a good team this year, but, uh, you know, there was a good team a few years back. Unfortunately, they were in the same division as mm, the Prince Albert Raiders, who ended up winning the WHL title back in 2019. Oh, did so, they? Oh, was, oh, oh, darn. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been, it's been a while. They're the last team to actually win. Uh, properly the WHL title, and hopefully we'll get to that point again coming up this spring uh, once we finally get there in June. But, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I'm hoping that the Blades will find a way to win 
that WHL title at some point in time while I'm still able to do this. Uh, a couple more here for you, Les. I'll try not to mm-hmm. keep you too, too much longer, but there's just so many different ways we can go and so much fun oh, yeah. to, to sort of be had here. Um, before we go to break, um, Connor Bedard. You've seen mm-hmm. a lot in 28 seasons. You've never seen an exceptional status player. None of us have. And yet you, being in the division, you've had a front row seat for a lot of Connor Bedard over the past, uh, you know, season plus. Um, I mean, there really is no comparison, but is there? Tell me, tell me what it's sort of been like in Saskatchewan being a part of sort of, you know, being being a small part of Connor Bedard's uh, introduction to junior hockey. Well, he has been able to get that franchise in Regina. And, I mean, they're not all that terribly far removed from having a very good team that lost in the league final to the Seattle Thunderbirds and then hosted uh, the Memorial Cup the next year in 2018. They lost the 2017 final to Seattle and, and then went all the way to the Memorial Cup final as the, as the tournament hosts in 2018. Uh, so they had some really good players. I mean, they've had guys like Adam Brooks and, you know, fellas like that. Jordan Everly, not all that terribly long ago either. Uh, but Bedard surpasses all of them, in my mind, just because of what he is able to do. The kid is incredible at shooting the puck. He has eyes in the back of his head. He makes passes that nobody has any business attempting to try, and yet he tempts it, and he's finding a way to make them happen. Uh, if he had a better supporting cast, and I don't want to be totally downing, uh, down on the, on the Regina patch, but they just don't have the group that they had you know, three seasons, four seasons ago to go along with him. Because if, if he had that... My goodness, they might be the team to beat in the Western Hockey League. But instead, he's the star. He's the, he's the shining light on a team that, that needs that shining light to help them be competitive. And he doesn't disappoint on any night. He is there and puts out you know the, the maximum effort on a nightly basis, and he's a treat to watch. There is so much more of that conversation that I could have run and wanted to, and I would urge you to check out uh, White Spot Giants this week in the archives and check out some of the old shows. You can do that on the Sportsnet 650 website. Uh, but still to come before we sign off on this Wednesday evening, want to circle back to the World Juniors, or the eve of the World Juniors, of course, where two Swedish players for the Vancouver Giants both of whom are NHL draft picks, both of whom had the honor of getting the call to Sweden for the World Juniors. Conversations from earlier this season in December with Fabian Lysel and Jesper Weichmann. White Spot, Giants this week, the best of continues. Well, Fabian, you and I talked about this possibility four days ago, and now we know uh, that come World Junior time, you, you get your wish. You're, you're representing Sweden at the World Juniors. Um, first and foremost, congratulations. Incredibly well-deserved. Uh, how did you react when you found out the news officially? Thank you, Dano. Um, well, I uh, was on the way to the practice, and uh, uh, the, the coach uh, texted me, and he asked if I had some time to chat, and I said, yeah, if you call me right now, I'm, uh, I'm on the way to practice, so I have a little bit of time. So, yeah, he just uh, he, he called me, and... Uh, 
he basically just kept it short and uh, told me I was on the team. So uh, nothing special there, but uh, obviously I was uh, thankful and uh, told him I was looking forward to uh, represent uh, Sweden. When you think about the World Junior Tournament, um, no doubt you grew up watching it as a kid. Um, is there a player, is there a certain team, a certain group of Swedes from that tournament that, that you think about when you think about the World Juniors? Uh, well, I definitely think about uh, the game-winning goal uh, when Sweden won against Russia uh, in overtime. I think it was Sibandijad who uh, he had like a breakaway and he did a forearm back and move and uh, tucked it in there. So uh, definitely think of that specific moment. Uh, but no, as I said, like uh, I think almost everybody that plays hockey um, growing up, uh, World Junior is a big part of that. So uh, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a special feeling for sure to go out there. To share in the experience with a teammate in Jesper Weichmann on Sweden yeah. for when, but then to look at Canada and to see Michael Dick, to see Mike Bernstein, and to hopefully see Justin Sordiff there as well. I mean, the Vancouver Giants are going to be very well represented at this event. Uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's something I also look forward to, to uh, see those guys. And uh, yeah, we don't know. We, we might play them uh, um, in the tournament. I know we play them in the exhibition games too, so um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's going to be fun. And just a further thought about Jesper. I mean, we know how well he's played, especially as of late for this Giants team, and just um, obviously the, the goaltending of Sweden in great hands. You think of Wallstad, you think of him. I mean, um, a well-deserved honor for him to experience this. Oh yeah, I, as I said, like he's been, uh, he's been so good. Um, he's been like so consistent, and uh, he's been he's been really stepping up in those games that he needs to. So um, yeah, he, it's so well deserved, and uh, uh, definitely Sweden has a strong group of goalies, as you said, like Wallstedt, uh, Klang, and uh, yeah, and Vikman. So yeah, it's 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 definitely well deserved. When you and I spoke on Saturday, it was right before the Everett game. We, we, I sort of teased the fact that it was going to be hostile, it was going to be crazy, and uh, we, we knew it was going to be a challenge. But here you are now, you've won six straight games, you get the 6-5 win, you have another great game. Uh, just takeaways from that game and that experience and just how you and the guys are feeling. Uh, well, um, we have obviously had a, a tough start there, uh, losing the first goal there and I myself hadn't experienced a teddy bear toss game before, so I was uh, I was surprised by how many teddy bears it was coming down the ice and uh, how long time it took. So uh, uh, we had to get the restart there. Um, we kind of had a back set in the first period. We were down three one, so um, I was disappointed after the first period. But then I felt like we we get that momentum back and we had some big goals there in the in the second to kind of get back into the game and then. Uh, uh, we kind of just uh, went with the flow there. So, um, yeah, it was a, a special win for sure. Fabian, obviously with the World Juniors coming up and a few more games of the Giants before you go, I uh, just want to wish you the very best. Congratulate you and your family one more time. And, um, hey, you know what? Why not a Sweden-Canada gold medal game? And we'll just see where the chips fall, man. But congratulations. Good luck. It's extremely well-deserved. And uh, best of luck tomorrow night or uh, later this week when the Giants take the ice against the Kamloops Blazers. Thank you so much, Dano. I appreciate it. Well, Jesper, it has been quite the run as of late for the Vancouver Giants. It has been quite the run as of late for yourself. And obviously some good news earlier this week when you find out that you'll be representing your country at the World Juniors in Canada. Um, first off, congratulations. What an honour and what a cool moment I'm sure that is. But um, how did you react when you heard the news? 
Uh, only, only happy, happy emotions, of course. Uh, it's always an honor to represent your country, and uh, it's especially, uh, it's especially more fun when it's such a big tournament that you've been dreaming of your whole life. So yeah, I'm very excited for it. I mean, of course, you've you've no doubt grown up watching the tournament. You've you've got memories associated with it. I ask Canadian players this a lot. I've never asked a Swede this question, but when you think about the World Juniors, is there a player? Is there a specific year? Is there a group that comes to mind that sort of you associate with that tournament? Uh, not really. I think every year it's a, kind of a different tournament. There's always... Uh, I think there's always a couple of teams that are very, uh, what do you say, uh, close to each other, competitive-wise. Uh, they're very, like, skilled groups. Usually it's, yeah, uh, Russia, Canada, U.S., Finland, Sweden, maybe Czech Republic a couple of times as well. But uh, it's always good hockey. I think there's uh, not a year that's similar to the other one so it's always a exciting tournament to watch the the past three weeks for the team have gone very well of course when you look at the six game winning streak the the past weeks have gone very well for you um from the u.s road trip on yes for this team has had sort of just a different way about it how when you think back to the U.S. trip specifically, how important was that trip from an on-ice and an off-ice perspective to sort of get the guys feeling good about themselves again? Yeah, it was very important. Uh, first of all, I felt like uh, on-ice we started clicking more, and I think it was mainly because uh, our chemistry off-ice got better and better during that time. So, yeah, it was a very important uh, trip for our team here. The Portland game for you, uh, kind of an interesting building, new new place, uh, rowdy crowd type of thing. You go there, you 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 know face over forty shots, and you get that win. Um, I know confidence has never really been an issue for you, but I mean, just the run you're on lately. Can you just share, you know, how much more exciting is it coming to the rink, you know, today, yesterday, when when things are going really well for you personally? Uh, yeah, of course it's more fun uh, to come back to the rink when it's uh, we're on a win streak here. I feel like everyone's mood is uh, up a bit more here right now. So uh, yeah, it's it's just we're just enjoying the time here, but we still gotta uh, perform. So everyone is doing their best here every day, and so am I. Not only did you did you sweep the U.S. trip yesterday, but then you go home, you beat Kamloops, you go into Everett last weekend, you beat the Silver Tips. Those are two teams that are sort of nationally ranked in the CHL. Um, how close in your mind do you feel like the Giants are to being sort of in that same conversation? Uh, I think we're definitely in that conversation. Uh, we have a couple players that are out right now and we managed to beat those guys anyway so uh, it was a huge confidence booster for us to know that we're actually capable of beating those guys so uh, I'm looking forward to the games coming up here. This is the first chat like this that you and I have had in quite some time really I think since you first arrived I mean even just from an off-ice standpoint yes or how much more comfortable are you uh, you know just familiarizing yourself with with Tawas and with Ladner with Langley is it is it is it a little easier today than maybe it was a month or two ago for you uh, yeah of course it is uh, I mean 
you kind of recognize the roads a bit more here, uh, learn the language a bit more, so it's a lot more comf uh, comfortable right now. The Kamloops Blazers, Wednesday night on the road. Uh, this rivalry needs no introduction, but just a thought about how exciting it'll be to go in there looking for your second win in a row against the Kamloops Blazers. Uh, very exciting. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for sure. It's always tough games against Kamloops, so uh, we have to perform at top as usual to get that win, and I'm looking forward to it. Congratulations on the World Juniors, man. It is incredibly well-deserved. Have fun at the tournament, but looking forward to watching you play a couple more times yet before you go. Thank you. It has been an eventful season, to say the least, and it's not done yet. Two huge games coming up this weekend for the Vancouver Giants as they look to solidify their spot in the playoffs. Friday night at home, the Vancouver Giants wrap up their home portion of the regular season schedule with the Kelowna Rockets in town, and then they wrap it all up for good on Saturday in Kamloops against the Blazers. This has been the best of White Spot Giants this week. Thank you so much for making this show a part of your Wednesday evening. We will talk to you Friday from the Langley Event Center as the Giants' regular season continues. This has been a presentation of White Spot Giants this week on the home of Vancouver Hockey and the home of the Giants, Sportsnet 650.